Welcome to the Family Man Tactical Podcast. I'm your host, Chris. We're coming to you every week to discuss topics for family protectors. We're about creating community for tactical dads and moms, doing the work to become better protectors and providers, and being force multipliers for good. So come on in, sit back, relax, and let's have some fun. Okay, welcome back. I know it's been two weeks since we talked last. This week, we're going to talk about the Springfield Armory Hellcat OSP. Now, I've been kind of referencing this for a while now, saying, hey, you know, I'm going to do this review. And I wanted to give it a fair shake and uh, completely learn this thing inside and out, make it my own, um, get to the point where I really feel confident with this thing and I trust my life to it or I decide it's such an abysmal failure um, that I'm going to go back to my SIG P365, right? So that's what I did and that's what we're going to talk about today. So uh, there was uh, several months ago I I had just decided, you know what, Um, from the advice from a friend and seeing reviews of optics ready pistols that that's kind of the direction I wanted to go in. Um, I have red dots on a couple of my ARs. I'm familiar with uh, the concept of a red dot uh, sight. So I went ahead and said, okay, I'm going to go down this path. Let's see how far it goes. I'm willing to try it out if it makes sight acquisition easier, if it makes correcting um, you know, fundamentals of marksmanship um, easier which it actually does, and I'll show you why, or I'll tell you why later. Um, So anyway, I went down this rabbit hole, and I knew the SIG P365 in the small version, not the XL, but the small version at the time, uh, I don't think there was any really good options without going and getting a custom mill job on the slide. And I didn't want to do that. I just wanted something that was designed for optics ready. Naturally, you know, um, something that was... You know, there was the Glock 43, right? Uh, But that's taking a step back as far as ammo capacity. And I have nothing against the Glock 43, really. It just comes down to ammo capacity. Now, I know they've since started making uh, 15-round mags for the Glock 43, which is cool. I just don't have any experience with it, and here's where we're at. So a friend of mine has a, a Springfield Armory Hellcat OSP, and he went ahead and did the trial work for me. He went ahead and mounted a Holosun 507K X2, all right? And so I got to essentially try it out, dry fire it, do some site acquisition with it, um, just some really basic stuff, no live fire. So I went ahead and said, okay, this feels kind of like a Glock to me, kind of like a Glock 43 in the grip, um, so, okay, let's go ahead and give this a try. All right. I went out, I bought the OSP, um, and, uh, got a Holosun and you have to do some modification to the slide, which I was not a fan in doing, but, um, yeah, I did it and it worked out. So let's get into this. Um, like I said, I, I was kind of, I wouldn't say coerced <laughs> and, um, if my friend's listening, he knows he's laughing right now, but, but he, he got me to try it out, and I'm happy I did, right? Um, I I have optics on two of my pistols. I have a Glock 19 Gen 5. Um, 
so that has a that has an optic on it, uh, Holosun 507C X2. A little bit different. I'll I'll go over that in another podcast. So I went out several months ago. I bought this OSP, and I think I gosh I must have paid. I want to say five ninety nine for it. Maybe a little bit under that. Anyway, I got it. That was without the optic. Um, I went through Gunbroker. All right, and uh, I purchased it uh, on Gunbroker. Had it shipped to my FFL, and then I ordered the Holosun. Um, from Amazon, you know, made sure I was going through a reputable um, supplier on Amazon. And uh, so it's not a counterfeit, right? So anyway, let's jump into this. If you're not familiar, um, the Hellcat OSP uh, or Hellcat uh, Springfield Armory Hellcat OSP is an optic uh, ready pistol, micro nine millimeter pistol, um, obviously made by Springfield Armory. You can buy it at major gun stores, um, your mom and pop gun store. It's it's a well-known brand. Um, and if you're listening to this, you probably already know that, right? Uh, so it's the Pepsi to the Sig uh, P365 Coke to the Glock 43 to the Shield, uh, Smith & Wesson Shield 9. They're all relatively in the same size. And if I'm leaving something out, maybe by Walther or some other manufacturer um, that has a Micro 9, just forgive me. It's, um, you know, I, this is not a, an exhaustive list here. Okay, so I already mentioned it costs about $5.99. Um, and yeah, it's, I gotta say, it's lightweight. Uh, it it's not any different in weight and size too much from the P365 to the Glock 43. Um, all all three of those are smaller than the seem smaller than the Smith and uh, Wesson Shield Nine. And I'm not. I know there's a 2.0 for the Shield. I'm not as familiar with that. I've never owned one of those. I had the original Shield. Okay, so let's jump into the specifications here of the Hellcat. Um, obviously it is optics ready. So behind the ejection port, um, but in front of the rear sights, there's a screw down plate, right? And you can remove that plate and put on, um, some sort of micro red dot. I think it has the same footprint as the, um, as a swamp fox, but I'd have to go check that. You you can look at their site. You can go to springfield-armory.com and take a look at their footprint. And why I don't know is because it doesn't matter. I went ahead, like I said, and put the Hellcat or the the uh, Holosun 507K X2 on there, and that footprint required me to remove two of the back knobs underneath that plate. Now, this isn't a modification podcast, and I'm not doing a video, so I really don't want to talk too much about that. But that's why the footprint wasn't really as important to me, because I already know what I wanted to do and what I wanted to put on there. Um, So we'll talk about that in a minute. There's an adaptive grip texture. All that means is it's got good stippling on it, right? You don't need to modify modify anything yourself it's you know you you go ahead to grab on this thing and it it grips your hand back um, without being too rough where it's gonna if you're carrying appendix um, underneath a shirt or you know at the four o'clock position where it's going to rub you raw on your skin so it's a nice balance there comes with tritium uh, u-dot sights and uh, you know it's 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 black right 
same thing. It's got a, uh, as most of these other nine millimeter micros, it comes with a melanite uh, finish on the slide. Um, the recoil spring is dual captive, uh, full length uh, guide rod. The weight, this is where it's awesome. Um, as with other micro nines is, you know, it's 17.9 ounces with the flush magazine that holds 11 rounds. How cool is that? Um, and with the secondary mag, it's 18.3 ounces and that holds 13 rounds. How cool is that? So you, you really have an 11 plus one and a 13 plus one. And this thing is small. It's, you know, it's really concealable. Um, and you're holding Omen almost as many rounds as a Glock 19, right? So that's kind of cool. You, you've got some firepower behind you. And for a concealed carrier, um, that's definitely, definitely important, right? I know the statistics on, you know, oh, three shots in three seconds at three yards or less, right? Three, 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 or three, three, 11 feet. Hey, at the end of a, a gunfight, sitting there going, you know, I wish I really wasn't carrying as much ammo is probably never been said by anyone. Okay, so just keep that in mind uh, for the same footprint on this on this micro nine, you're getting lots of rounds um, and it's, you know, it carries a with the same type of mags. You know, the P365 was 10 plus one and with their extended mag, it was 12 plus one. So you're getting one more than you would with the P365. But again, you know, it's they're in the same ballpark. I, I like both pistols. I just wanted something that was uh, optics ready. And to this, you know, I really haven't done my homework because on, on the P365 since I left it in the dust, only because I've committed all my resources and time to learning this, uh, this Hellcat o OSP. Um, so with that said, uh, let's get back into the specs here. The frame um, is definitely polymer. Okay, so just, you know, that's that's why it weighs so little uh the grip width it's a one inch grip width okay so that's uh that's definitely easier to conceal um its length overall is six inches it's got a three inch hammer forged steel barrel again melanite finish one in ten twist which is standard for nine millimeter okay it comes with tritium um on the front sight and the back sight is just kind of a rear u now I agree with this. I really don't find a need for tritium on the rear sight. I think tritium is good for low light. Um, obviously, if you're in pitch black, it doesn't matter because you're not going to shoot in pitch black um, because of target identification. So in low light, it's nice that, uh, for me anyway, that you're not getting confused uh, with rear tritium um, overlapping the front tritium. Again, it comes down to personal preference. That's mine. That shouldn't dissuade you one way or the other. Um, and like I said, the magazines it comes with one 11 round and one 13 round. It's good to know though, they also have a 15 round. So now you've got, I've got four different magazine styles with the Hellcat. I've got a flush 11 round. I've got an 11 round that has a slight pinky extension there, but it's still 11 plus one. Then I've got the 13 plus one, and then I've got the 15 uh, plus one option. So four different variations. Um, 
Um, the other thing is, I mentioned its overall length is six inches. Its overall height with the flush mag is four inches and with the extended mag is four and a half inches. So for an extra half inch, you get two more rounds, which is awesome. Now I can tell you with this, this pistol, it is even with an optic on, you can, it's small enough where you can put it under dress clothes with a tucked in shirt with the appropriate holster and still pull this thing out and get a good grip on it. It doesn't feel like you're holding um, a Ruger LC9 or um, a Ruger LCP. It, it actually feels like you're holding something in your hands. Obviously, if you have the extended mag, you can get a full grip. Most people can get a full grip. If you have the flush mag, you know, you've got your pinky hanging off the end. But for me and my pistol grip, I've never garnered strength from the last digit. It's, it's kind of a place to rest my, my pinky. Okay, so just something to think about. Um, as far as I'm concerned, you can get a proper grip on this thing. Okay, so listen, that's that's the spec. Um, you know, the packaging it came in, standard cardboard box. It came with a little carrying case and all the paperwork. Nothing too flashy. I like the little zip-up carrying case. That's cool. i got to tell you right off the bat, this did live up to my expectations, what I was hoping for, um, what it was advertised as. Um what surprised me? I got to tell you, it surprised me that I had to work so hard to get comfortable with this thing. I mean, right off the bat, my grip felt good. And then as I started shooting this pistol, um, I just wasn't confident with my grip and it was different. And all those things are kind of to be expected with a new pistol sometimes. And, and just, you know, you got to keep that in mind. It's not something where I could just turn around and be like, oh, this isn't for me just because I had a bad time out at the range and I wasn't hitting the way I wanted to, maybe I was the problem. And if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I was very honest about that in some of the posts. So I gave this a chance, right? And I worked on my marksmanship uh, fundamentals and it turned out really well. So I was surprised that it felt good at first and then I had to work really hard to get the pistol to hit like I wanted it to. Just, you know some perspective there just because it didn't feel right at first didn't mean that I I was never going to fall in love with this thing and what made me fall in love with this thing was the fact that now since I've corrected some of my grip issues and it seemed a little snappy um, at first I've learned to control that better and I'm shooting really good again go over to Instagram I put a post up there you can see it family man tactical that uh, I compared it, I did even a little bit better with my Hellcat than I did with my Gen 5 Glock 19. Now, once I put some more time in with my, my new Glock 19, I expect those groups to tighten up a little bit uh, better. But, I mean, we're I was shooting ragged holes with both. So, you know, it's... <laughs> and those were at uh, 10 yards. So, it it's good. You know, it's it's good enough for government work, right? <laughs> As they say. But no, seriously, I wanted a pistol um, that if I wore in a concealment or I was at church and doing some sort of security or something like that, um, I could make a very precise hit um, with that pistol. Now, obviously, stress training goes into that because what you're able to do under stress is different than what you're able to do at the range, right? And you have to train to that. 
But my baseline was if I can, if you can't do it when you're not under stress, you're definitely not going to be able to do it when you're under stress, right? So that's where I had to start, and I'm happy with those results. Um, anything I didn't like about this, I'm trying to think. Like I said, at first, I, I didn't like how snappy this thing was. You know, it is, there's not a lot of mass to it, right? And so the, sometimes it's thought that, oh, these, these small micro nines are great for women and stuff like that. Not so much. Not necessarily because they are so snappy. They can be uncomfortable. If they're uncomfortable, folks might not want to train with them, right? But it all comes down to proper grip and stance um, and, and follow through. Um, absorbing the recoil, not trying to completely get rid of it. You're just mitigating, right? So again, I didn't like how snappy it was, but I wasn't surprised that it was snappy. I was just surprised that I had to work so hard, right? So if there's anything I didn't like about this, I didn't like how long it took me to adapt to this pistol, if that makes sense. Um, you know, and I got to think, is there anything I was potentially disappointed with? Not really, not really. Um, maybe that, um, oh, you know what there is. So there's an option. You, there's a rail, there's a utility rail or a light rail on the front there. And it doesn't, the, the rail is, I think a 1913, um, type Picatinny rail and it doesn't seem to be cut very deep. So I had an Olight, um, PL2 Valkyrie Pro and I had to shave down the little the little notch that sits in there. I didn't want to modify the pistol any more than I had. Um, so there was that. You know, I just I I think that you know, and they probably cut it like that because of um, the strength of the frame. They didn't want to go any deeper, I'm guessing. It's all, you know, it's conjecture at that point, but Anyway, um, I did have to modify my O-Light, so I was kind of disappointed that the, those two pieces, you know, standard lights don't kind of jive. The same thing, Streamlight has got a, a Streamlight TLR-7A sub, and it supposedly they're coming out with a little insert that fits on that light rail, um, but you can get a custom one made. But as it stands right now, the reason why it won't fit on that that uh light rail is because of that channel and it's not very deep. So they're going to have to come up with something custom. And then, uh, potentially the fact that, um, the, the pistol, you know, it doesn't have a lot of light option holsters, right? And that's, again, that's not really something to get too wrapped around the axle for. I did go out and find a custom holster maker that made one for my Hellcat with the Olight PL2 mini valkyrie right and i think i'm going to do a review on that later i've still been using it and charging it and using it and i want to put some more hours behind that before i review it so um, again i think the the obvious item there is yeah they could make an improvement by dealing with that picatinny rail issue however their engineers need to do it um, as for now streamlight i think is going to come up with a custom um little rail insert there that allows you to use a streamlight uh, pistol light. So that's something. Uh, let's see. The other thing is really just is I did, like I said, I did modify the slide frame or this, I'm sorry, the slide um, because the footprint for the little red dot, um, you, in order to get the, 
Hel or the the Holosun 507K X2 to to work with this pistol, you do have to machine flush two little nubs um, that are for other footprints um, and other red dot optics. And again, you can read which ones work on the the Springfield Armory website there, but. Um, those rear little nubs that the, the sight sits on had to go, and it rests solely on the front sight uh, nubs, or the front nubs um, in that channel, and two, uh, two Torx screws uh, with Loctite. And again, I've put probably, I want to say, four or 500 rounds through the Hellcat so far. It's not shown any signs of impact um, shift with the holosun on it so i think i did a good job there again with with the modification i did to the slide it works but again that's not the point of the review um they didn't cause that situation i did i just had to have the holosun 507 kx2 on that pistol that's one of those things i said i need that one that's the one i want that's what i'm going to do and i had watched uh, my friend do it and I was pretty confident I could machine those little nubs down and screw on that red dot sight. I was correct. To this point, again, they haven't shifted. So, would I recommend this this pistol? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm very careful with the Micro 9s, though, to say, you know, I, I believe everyone should own a Glock 19. And whatever generation, whether you have a red dot on it or not, they're just such a utilitarian pistol that... You know, people have parts all over the place. It's it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, they're made in Austria and some of them in the in the U.S. But the reality is, that's America's pistol. It's a Glock 19. You know, that's that's the way I feel about that. Whether that's right or wrong, um, a little bit different with Micro Nines because they're so snappy. Because there's less real estate to grab onto. It really comes down to fit and feel. Uh, but I think that if you get a reliable one like the 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 sig p365 they worked out all their issues i wish they would have been a little bit more upfront and honest instead of doing those changes and modifications and not telling people that hey you know that's what we're doing um rant off okay but now that's a very reliable pistol um the glock 43 obviously very reliable the smith and wesson shield 9 very reliable same thing with the Springfield Hellcat OSP. Um, to the best of my knowledge, they didn't go through any of the issues that SIG P365 did. Um, they they went ahead and did it right the first time, from what I know. You know, people might have had some issues that aren't as prominent, um, but the reality is, it's a good Micro Nine, and I carry it just about everywhere. If I'm not carrying my Glock 19, you know. Um, it's a perfect fit for somebody that knows how to handle the snappy recoil of a Micro 9. Again, I wouldn't give this to somebody as their first pistol um, without having them put significant rounds through a Glock 19 so that they know what a full size or a compact model uh, 9mm should feel like and the difference and, and what their appetite for recoil, recoil management is, if that makes sense. So if you want to learn more about the Hellcat OSP, you can definitely go to YouTube. Just get everyone's take and, and review. You got to take some of that stuff with a grain of salt because some folks, I mean, this is their first pistol and they're reviewing it 
and they're telling you what they do and don't like about it, but their experience is very small. Um, and then there's folks that more of the major um, gun channels that have used many, many different types of firearms and put tens of thousands of rounds through pistols. They're more appropriate to judge and review pistols. Just think about that when you're when you're doing a search there. Um, but then again, I'm just some guy with a podcast, so you got to take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Again, I put a decent amount of rounds through this before I wrote this review. Um, I was very honest about the fact that it was not hitting the way I wanted it to consistently, and I knew those things were my fault. Okay, so as soon as I was doing what I was supposed to be doing with the Hellcat OSP, it performed beautifully. I mean, I'm shooting ragged little holes up to um, 10 yards. And for me and my skill set, what I know I'm capable of, um, that's good. At 25 yards, I'm doing upper thoracic uh, groups. I can work on that a bit. Eventually, I want to get to the point where I'm I'm shooting, uh, you know, at 50 yards with this thing and shooting good groups. You know, that might be a little bit far-fetched but I believe in constant improvement. And I know I've seen people do it, so I know it's possible. And I want to get to that point where I keep going with these these pistols and really push them to their limit of um, performance. For now, this is a perfect self-defense pistol. I don't hesitate to carry it. I can trust my life to it. It's a breeze to clean. Um, I can't say enough good things about it. And the only other thing is um, that I forgot to mention is if you go ahead and mount an optic, whether you buy a red dot optic that matches the footprint um, that it ships with, because there are some that do that, um, or you modify it to fit a Holosun 507K X2. The good thing about this uh, this pistol is the sights are already tall enough where you can barely co-witness in case your red dot battery fails or something happens to the site. Um, just a thought there. So yeah, that's it. That's the review. Basically, Chris was having a hard time with the Hellcat OSP. He put in the hard work and it's a good little piece of kit now. And I carry it everywhere. I bought up a bunch of little magazines for it. Uh, they are stainless steel, so I don't have to worry about the corrosion on my magazines that I was seeing with the, the P365. Um, so there's that. Look, if you want to do me a favor, if you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it. Also, if you would, if you have access to Instagram or Facebook, go over to Instagram at Family Man Tactical. Right now, that's where I'm doing most of my posts. In fact, I was putting a lot of time and effort into growing the Instagram um, account and getting followers. We're up to oh somewhere almost 1600 followers this monday morning and we just started really posting to instagram in mid-september i think so i mean that's that's really taking off we do have some marketing support and stuff like that so i'm not doing it all by myself um but we're getting genuine followers genuine people engaging um and that's that's the big thing so if you can help us go over to instagram uh, give us a follow, comment, like on the posts. That's really helpful. I'm also uploading, because uh, there's a little disconnect between the Family Man Tactical Facebook and Instagram account right now. I am uploading all the posts over to Facebook, so you can do the same thing, like, follow, share um, 
on the Family Man Tactical uh, Facebook page there. And my goal is to get our website up and running. I'm going to put some text up there, put some actual blog posts, probably not as many, um, like I said, because we're very active on social and we can only do so much. I have a real day job um, and uh, I'll talk more about that in a later podcast, how I juggle this stuff and how we're doing on our overall mission and you know where I see this thing going. So, hey, if you like this, please go ahead, comment, share over on social same thing with this podcast. All you have to do is hit the share button, share it with a person. We get more downloads, um, and eventually we're going to be able to start offering some really cool courses and training content, some of which will be free. You know, I, I'm look, I don't depend on this company. Um, it's not a source of income per se for me, so I can do whatever I want with it. And one of those things I want is to offer some really good training for folks that are needing basic uh, firearms instruction, preparedness instruction, and that's what I'm going to do. So, hey, uh, I keep saying this. We are going to have some guests on the po- uh, the podcast soon. Um, I was just talking to one the other day, um, and I've got a good buddy that I want to get on this podcast, and he's gonna he's probably going to text me in a little bit when he hears this and uh, tell me that I'm the only thing stopping that from happening. But it's true, right? <laughs> so we're going to get some guests on the podcast here. We're going to talk about some cool dad, uh, mom, protector type stuff and thoughts on everything, maybe current events, maybe gear, whatever. We're going to have a good time Um, because, look, there's some crazy stuff going on in this world. And the reality is um, folks that are into preparedness and freedom and responsible firearm ownership, they need to stick together. They need to enjoy each other's company and block out all the noise, right? And that's what we're about. So, hey, Monday morning, I'm dropping the podcast. I apologize for last week. We're going to get back into action here. I pray that the Lord bless you with strength and wisdom and courage this week, um, that you find his will in your life, and you rock on. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.